This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. The Office of the Public Protector yesterday announced the closure of a number of investigations involving allegations of wrongdoing against various public officials and entities, including President Cyril Ramaphosa, Minister of Public Enterprises Pravin Gordon, a former Minister of Finance Tito Mbowene, and a former leader or the former leader of the opposition DA, Musi Maimani, amongst others. Let's find out more. Of course, who speaks on behalf of the Office of the Public Protector, joins us on the line. Uh, good morning to you, Opa thanks so much for your time. Good morning, Titi. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, this time, uh, advocate in a good mood. Eh? A lot of, uh, of these cases uh, have gone the way of uh, um, those that were, at least, uh, that the complaints were laid against. But on a more serious note, I don't know, um, I want to start maybe just uh, in terms of some of these cases. Uh, specifically, I wanted to look at the one of uh, Musi Maimani, where I think the public protector concluded, most of them really, it was uh, due to a lack of evidence that, uh, you know, or to substantiate some of the allegations that were made. But if I look at the Musi Maimani case, I think in the end, the conclusion that was also drawn was that uh, he's not a member or is no longer a member of uh, parliament as well, so that uh, the matter can really not be taken further. When I saw this one, I thought that really, I mean, I know the public protector has to entertain matters that come before her, especially those that are related to, uh, to public officials. However, is this not a matter that should have been dealt with by Parliament, this complaint against uh, uh, Musi Maimani and uh, the benefits that he supposedly de- uh, did not declare or declared, whichever way you look at it? Yes, um, it, it, it is a matter that should have been dealt with by uh, the relevant committee in, in Parliament, uh, precisely because, uh, as you will see there, um, it, it falls outside of the jurisdiction of the public protector, but mm. it was a case uh, that was the first of its kind uh, in terms of matters that are referred to the public protector. So it went beyond the normal assessment processes for jurisdiction and landed on an investigator's case, I mean, table. Um, and then what happened there was a preliminary investigation. It wasn't a full-blown investigation. Ah. A preliminary precisely to establish uh, whether the public protector could deal with something of that sort. And uh, as we suspected right from the outside, uh, the, the, the the preliminary investigation uh, confirmed that uh, this is a matter not uh, to be entertained by an institution such as ours. But there's nothing that can be done about it, even at the level of parliament, because Mr. Maimani is no longer an MP. Mm, okay, fair enough. So it's not about the fact that the case uh, has been closed because of the fact that he's out of parliament, uh, necessarily. Yes, yes. Uh, there are several um, grounds on which the public protector closed that matter. One is that he's no longer in, in parliament, but even if he was, we found that uh, uh, MPs, especially those who do not serve in the executive, uh, yeah, exactly. do not perform a public function. Exactly. They are merely representing their constituencies, and so mm-hmm. their conduct uh, cannot be entertained by the public protector. But parliament, through its committee on ethics and all of that, can deal with them. 
Zulu versus Ramaphosa matter. This is the Tabiso Zulu versus Ramaphosa matter here. Another one that uh, was uh, closed, um, you know, with uh, uh, the public protest saying it's unclear how the conduct of the president in this regard would constitute a failure to uphold the constitution on his part. Because this is another one where I was also thinking in terms of... Uh, what action the public protector could possibly have taken, even if there was, because the problem was that there was no proof of this conversation that took place between Mr. Zulu, supposedly uh, between Mr. Zulu and Mr. Ramaphosa, in which the president promised a protection for uh, Tabiso uh, Zulu, that even if he had uh, made such an undertaking via a telephonic conversation with Mr. Uh, Zulu, is it something that he really can be uh, held accountable for or, or held to? Well, it is something that that he could uh, possibly be held uh, account uh, for, held to account for, mm. uh, especially when you look at the role of whistleblowers in the whole fight against uh, against corruption. Mm-hmm. Uh, the state certainly has a responsibility to, um, you know, ensure the safety of um, whistleblowers. It may not necessarily be the president per se, but the the relevant structures like the police and so forth and um, uh, but uh, as you as you rightfully say the public protector could not uh, find evidence to corroborate um, mr zulu's claim that the president promised or made mm. an undertaking mm. to afford him um, uh, some form of um, uh, you know security uh, at any rate uh, in a different or a separate process the human rights commission had managed to secure him that uh, security but uh, he voluntarily uh, opted out of it and that rendered our efforts uh, moot because also this is a matter that was previously uh, investigated the whole matter of relating to protection against mr zulu was previously investigated uh, by the public protector's office in which a finding was actually made in favor of against the um minister of police which i think was subsequently reviewed if memory serves me yes that that is correct there was a, an investigation um in that regard, it, it had to do with both Mr. Zulu and, and uh, another uh, member of the public about the same issue. And the public protector uh, made uh, findings in their favor, uh, but that uh, report was subsequently reviewed uh, in the High Court. Right. Um, I want to touch on one that I think is also important that we highlight with this one. I think this was an interesting one because this is the case of a, a complaint brought by Mr. Mike Waters against the, that's of course of a, a DA in Ekuruleni against the city of Ekuruleni in which you actually um, found that the complaint was substantiated. A word on that one, please. Yes, this one was, wasn't a closing report like the others. It was an advisory report. Um, um, the complaint was received about issues of refuse removal uh, in the Ekuruleni area, and the municipality, upon being approached by the public protector, conceded that uh, it has it had experienced difficulties with regard to to that function, and uh, subsequently uh, undertook to make amends. So the public protector accepted that and uh, made further recommendations in that regard to say, uh, for instance, that um, 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 the city manager must uh, ensure that the uh, waste removal trucks and other equipment associated with the sustainable provisions of those services are properly maintained and serviced as required. 
and that is this the, outsourced. Are these, you use the word recommendations, and I want to be sure that I understand where, where, what exactly the, uh, the, the office, uh, the public protector found here. Is this remedial action that the public protector has ordered, which would then, of course, mean it would be monitored by the office? Yes, it, it, it's part of, remember the public protector can, can decide to take appropriate remedial action and, and as a directive, uh, binding directive, yes. but she can also recommend. In this instance, she recommended because there was already a, 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 a what do you call, a, a concession on the part of the, in other words, they were not disputing uh, the mm. complaints. They were actually accepting that they were in the wrong and they undertook to make amends. Hence, yeah. the public protector did not uh, use a uh, strong ways to direct uh, remedies. Okay, of course this isn't a matter of uh, this, uh, the city of Ekuruleni failing to collect uh, refuse in the Kempton Park area, which the city admitted to. That's why, uh, as you heard, it was not uh, uh, contested. Then just to conclude, there were two complaints, not one, but two complaints against the Minister of Public Enterprises. Uh, and I do wonder whether you guys just have a special office dealing with complaints against uh, the Minister of Public Enterprise and specifically an office for complaints against the Minister of Public Enterprises coming from uh, Mr. Shubambu of the EFF? Well, that's that's always a, a, a troubling issue for us because uh, whenever we receive these complaints, uh, we are accused in certain quarters of targeting Minister Godan, but Mr. Shubambu knows how to, to play the game, for lack of a, a, a better expression. He uses the Executive Members' Ethics Act mm. to file his complaints, and in terms of that law, once the public protector receives a complaint, she must investigate. There's mm. no other way. And uh, uh, those kind of complaints can only come from members of parliament and members of the executive. And uh, they must be concluded within a certain period of time. The ex says 30 days. So, um, whenever we so they take priority. Mm-hmm. Yes, they take priority. But the optics to an ordinary person nowadays, like the public protector, is prioritizing this matter, is targeting this one, yes. and so forth. Mm. When in fact it's it's not like that. So Mr. Shivambu um, alleged that um, Minister Godan had interfered in uh, the process of appointing uh, the CEO of Mango Airlines. I think it's Mr. Bezaidenhout. That's correct. Yes. And, um, um, uh, but the public protector investigated, interviewed quite a number of people, including uh, members of the board of that institution and uh, the minister himself and all other role players. Uh, but in the end, she concluded that there was no evidence to corroborate that the minister interfered with that appointment. So the appointment was above board. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was another... Uh, From a Mr. Skiepers. Uh, Mr. Skiepers, yes. He, he complained about um, the national... Uh, Ports Authority, um, in terms of of, of the law that mm. establishes that institution, that institution is supposed to be a company in its own right. But uh, it seems it has since been annexed as part of a transnet. So he he was merely complaining that uh, the minister is engaging in maladministration by not establishing that institution okay. um, as a company on its own. But oh, uh, that. Yeah. No, sorry to, so sorry to interrupt, but anyway, I think uh, we, we're going to have to leave it there anyway. It's always so difficult actually get squeezing in a, an interview with your office around so many matters. I mean, there was also the matter of Tito Mbuen, which has now been cleared of uh, uh, improperly appointing Ranjani Munsami, but we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you very much so, for coming through. Thank you, sir. Opa is uh, the spokesperson for the Office of the Public Protector. 
You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.